When you've had a long week and want to mix it up with something new and interesting to eat, try Blue Apron's two or four serving menu plans with those hard to find ingredients sure to spice up your weekend. With 60 plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW recommended and wellness offerings. Order now and get $110 off across your first five orders when you visit blueapron.com unique. There we go. There we go. And welcome to the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am one of the hosts. My name is Rusty, and I am here today with uh, two of the co hosts because there are only two other co hosts. Uh, <laughs> What's up, guys? Rob's here. How's it going? going. It's always that, uh, I like to call it the morning rocky start. Starting off with, uh, how's your guys' week? Oh, good, man. I, I I just had court this morning, so I, uh... Roger the roll and my uh, defendant didn't show up yet again, so it's it's fun with that. I'm doing this, you know, a Zoom call for court in Chicago, so yeah, fun stuff. I got a uh, I got into an accident last last July. A guy ran into me on the freeway and. Uh, yeah, and never took, never got a hold of his insurance. Like his insurance, he couldn't get a hold of him, so his like insurance like dropped him. So like I never got the money for um, getting in the accident to fix my car. So yeah, no. Yeah, you got to go and chase after this dude. So that's that's what happened because I've just been. Partying out, talking about going down to uh, maybe going to the Market Ranch at some point here. <laughs> now that I'm in Utah, can go nice. check shit out. Um, how about you guys? How are you guys this week going? Hot. I can't complain. It's not hot here. I take half of the temperature you got. We could just split the difference. It was like 47 or 49 last night. Whoa. All right, we can just cut him off for the show right now. He's all just over there just flaunting his weather. I will be miserable this weekend, 105 at least, for three days. I'm, I'm not a guy for heat, and this is not going to be good, but it's, you know, it'll be all right. Get some popsicles, get some uh, frozen Gatorades going, frozen water. We'll be good to go. I just, yeah, I want the cold weather. It just sucks. And trying to watch anything, podcast or anything, yeah. But they're opening up the pool right behind my window here, it looks like. So, hopefully, I'm I'm crossing my fingers that it gets open this weekend, even though I don't know how safe it's going to be because everybody in this apartment complex is going to go running to the pool. The heat, everything, I just, yeah. But we're just, I open this window, you you see the pool. It's nice. It's it's fantastic. So, Can you jump? what's that? Can you jump from it? Your apartment. You can't do it. 
you just won't make it. You can okay. jump from anywhere over here if you'd like. You just won't make it. And I, I'm done. This is probably one of the reasons why I'm dealing with this right now is because I did some pool jumping back in my days and uh, did the shallow end a couple times. And yeah. Well, um, yeah. Let's uh, hopefully we get through this uh, heat storm. Yeah. Oh, this is the thing too. We're the hottest place in the country, I think, this weekend. Hotter than Texas or Florida, places of California. It's this little heat bubble that's coming in. I don't know. You guys watch Hell in the Cell? I, I watched bits and pieces of it. It was definitely a hell pieces? in the cell. I don't understand. Uh, why Why? Why wasn't the the Rhea Ripley-Charlotte Flair match? That was not in the cell, right? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't in the cell. Why? why? It makes no fucking sense to me. I don't think it needs to be. I think there's, they're both equally pretty, you know, in their own world pretty diverse wrestlers that they don't need that kind of stuff right now. I mean, Charlotte's at the top of her game. And then Rhea is just moving so quickly and up the ladder. She's becoming one of the top stars, you know, in the women's division of all time. So I don't think they need the gimmicks. And we'll get into that a little bit later. I mean, there's a lot of gimmicks going around. There's rumors going around that they're bringing in more gimmicks. And I know that attracts some people. But we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later. But, um... Yeah, who showed me the kicks? Who showed me the kicks? Was it you, Rusty? I showed you. That was me, yeah. I sent you the. the. So we were talking, and the way I watch these shows is that, you know, I get a full house, and, you know, I work, and I get distracted. So I'll watch the matches, and what attracts me more is when the commentators are getting hyped up. So I'll look up, and the match looks pretty good to me. And then you show me that. And those kicks are like a Dark Order punches all over again. Wait, which match was this? The Rhea Ripley, uh, Charlotte Flair match. There's a part where Rhea Ripley's out on the ground and Charlotte's behind her and she does this kick and she's got to be at least three, four feet away from her when she kicks, I would say, somewhere in there. Oh, easy. Uh, yeah, it was, it was probably one of the furthest away I've ever seen in any sort of match and called as as actually making contact. Not like, oh, she she was trying to get her, but you know, wasn't too close. This was like directly reacted and sold it, and um, and yeah. I don't know. So blame it on the what? I said, you can blame it on the, the production there. The wrong spot. Yeah. If they ain't right, it might look like yeah. she gets kicked in the head. I mean, I don't know if they are doing all that. Is there, uh, are there fans there yet, or is it all just still the... No, it's still live. Okay. So then it doesn't really matter too much. Someone must just got a hold of that camera because I doubt they would have played that. In the match, it may uh, have hit the live, and then when they did the stream or the, uh, they may have edited it out. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yes, you. Were okay, the it doesn't work. See, I, can't do it. I was trying. I was trying. The Alexa Bliss shit, dude. What was that? The Alexa Bliss. What? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> You don't uh, need to be on Goose. 
You don't need to do anything. Just look like you're just cracked out. Raise your hand and make people slap other people. Because they tried to do it again last night on Raw. And what happened? Reginald, uh, their valet. So Alexa Bliss is up on the top turnbuckle once again, trying to like raise her hand up and have Reginald hit uh, Nia or whatever. But then I think someone jumped outside or did the what is it the, the suicide dive or whatever you want to call it these days. This Subes, I don't even know what you want to call it, but yeah, yeah, that was uh, it makes all. The, the one match that was good, I guess, now, which was the KO and, and uh, Zane match, it just it sucks for those guys because the show is tainted with the the football hundred yard kicks away and then the, the possessed little blonde making people slap each other. I watched a movie. It's terrible. I don't, know. I don't know. I didn't get and then, um, I, I Everyone I, about the cage still being red. The what? The cage, it's still well, red. Well, so no, everyone's let's go, still pissed. Let's, I want to go back to the bliss thing. Uh, why is it why is it okay for Taker to sit up to an urn? But it's, an, it's not okay for Bliss to do these things with their uh, hands and stuff like that. I, I'm just I'm asking, what's wrong with it? The time. The time, I think it's the time, for me anyway, it's the timing on it, you know, aiming that kind of thing towards kids, if that's what they're doing, because that's the only people that's going to believe that. I mean, none of us can. We're all, we want the more believable stone cold scenarios, you know, let's fill up a car full of cement. And then they're, they're wanting to aim things towards kids, but possessing a little blonde lady to make others slap each other or whatever. It just, that's not wrestling. You're not yeah. you're not really promoting wrestling. Yeah. Undertaker, at least he was down on the ground on the mat and getting up to do more moves. This chick's is they're playing it safe. I know why, because she has the history of concussions, so she can't take that many bumps in the ring because she'll probably have another one. So now they're having her do this gimmick. That's how I'm taking it. But I would love to have this gimmick that she has. Yeah, I'd be all about it. I would be like. Dude, I never have to fucking bump, and all I have to do is lift the fucking arm, have a bunch of makeup and shit, and that's my whole thing. That's all I have to do, and I get this fucking sweet ass paycheck, and I'm still, I'm set, I'm over as fucking Rover, man. <laughs> it's a crock of shit. Like, it's like Orange Cassidy to me. It's crock of wow. shit. Like I just you're in but wrestling. That's over, to but wrestling. that's over. That's over right now. So if it's over, why that's would all, they that's all it's do over it? now is entertainment. It's not the wrestlers actually wrestling anymore and putting in that hard work and time that's getting over. No one cares about the moves. Now everybody wants to see all the theatricals and stuff like that. And I I don't know. I just it's 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 garbage to me. It's I mean the thing it can only go so far compared to actual wrestling in the ring. Well, I mean, besides, because I did say he is the one-off. Because I mean, look what else there was. I mean, the garbage guy from that time, the hockey player, the whoa, God, what else was there during that time? We had some horrible gimmicks. Oh, the half man, half bull. I mean, who was believing that crap? 
that's a mythical thing right there. It's like, I don't know, voodoo and all that, eh, Papa Shango feel to it. Viete? Why is that, that's how it's coming off as uh, the voodoo Papa Shango, because remember the stuff that came down from Boyer's face? Comes oh, down yeah. from oh, yeah. Now she's kind of like doing the voodoo doll thing with her hand, and she's just not having the doll in her hand. She's making the wrestlers themselves start moving, you know? Now she can make wrestlers turn on wrestlers, I guess. Is that what's going to happen? Breakup tag teams? It's horrible. I know you guys, like, I think it's horrible. I just, it's only going to go so far until something horrible happens that's embarrassing with it, like kind of like Charlotte's kicks to Ripley. It's just going to look horrible. I mean, you were very against the, the dick flip. Am I right on that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, you hated the dick flip. That is one thing you cannot compare to any of this, is the dick flip. Really? Yeah, put the dick flip in there, man. Like, the dick flip is in the same category as doing this or the Orange Cassidy kicks. Yeah, all the shit kicks. (coughs) Oh, I don't know, man. Like... I get putting the entertainment into it because that's what's going to attract you. Every match can't be wrestling, 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 but this is just silly. Are we just out of ideas for so, wrestling at this point? So, so I was okay with it until last night when we had the Nikki Cross superhero experience. Oh, what do you guys think they, about that? And then they just <laughs> put her with Alexa, and I'm like, why? That part got Because they're, they're friends, I guess. It's, yeah, it's, I get it. I get it. And they, they work well together. And, and I just don't I, don't I mean, there's look how they are now compared to how they were in the, when they were a tag team, what, a year ago? A year and a half ago? It's not a tag it's team money in the tag bank. Team qualifier the match. So last oh. night they wrestled for qualifying into the Money in the Bank women's match. But they do it as a tag team. But they let the men play yeah. one-on-one. And then they come back next week with the three men who lost are going to wrestle again next week. So they they want parity, they want equality, and then they do this to the women. It did, that part made no sense to me. Well, that's what I talked about a few weeks ago when we were all on as the politics and wrestling now really playing a role to it's kind of like the Vince tells everybody to grab the brass ring, but they're inside a box and they can't grab the brass ring because they have parameters. You know, when it was the attitude area, you could go out and have colorful language, hit each other in the head with chairs, bleed, you know, drink beer. That's, you know, it's it's wrong. It's it's not normal for people to do so. It attracts people. This doesn't attract people to me. You yeah. turn it off, you yeah. got the new fan, the new fan's going to turn around and go, what is this crap? I thought this was wrestling. That's how I look at it. But... How many people would have turned the shit off when they heard it when we were kids and they saw Undertaker fucking, uh, you know, having all this shit come out of him and someone like, yeah, right, come on, like the Undertaker's gonna do that. I mean, the only, yeah, the only stuff. To me, they're the same fans. They're the same fans that sit there and go, oh, that guy who set up, that's that's garbage, guys. And then the moment that the product got really hot, they're like, yeah, The Undertaker, I've always thought he was cool. I always thought he was cool, man. Even when he did that sit-up gimmick and stuff like that, that was cool, man. I followed him. And they do that. I just, like I said before, Taker to me, never my favorite. 
it's not like I dislike the guy. He's just that guy who's always there, and without him, you wouldn't have so many stars. But his gimmick worked. It was one in a few. I just don't see this Alexa Bliss gimmick going that far. As Undertaker? No, just longevity in the character anyway, just because we don't live in that wrestling time anymore. I mean, look at Ultimate World Hulk Hogan days. We could believe it because we didn't have internet. Oh. Oh. Then Taker, we could believe for a moment because we didn't have internet. Now that we know that Alexa Bliss has a pig that she was in love with that died and she puts these videos up crying about it, we know the person has feelings and she's a normal person, and then we're making her all a demented... Yeah, I don't know. I'm with you on that. I don't like that shit. Like, I don't like people doing too much personal shit that are workers and putting in all their stuff up on the internet, like, uh, you know, I don't know, that's fucking weird, man. I don't want to know that Alexa Bliss, you know, has feelings about a pig. Unless she's fucking sacrificing it. If she's sacrificing the pig, then then fuck yeah, but she's upset that the pig's dying. Like, no, man. I'm like, I don't want to hear that. I'm going to throw out my suspension of disbelief there. <laughs> oh, so let me ask you this question. So instead of the the false reality that is the Alexa Bliss um, scenario, would you rather her come out to like her fiance Ryan Cabrera's like 2009 hit one hit wonder song or something, and she'd like be all bubbly and and happy go lucky? That's and, a big guy was a baseball player. No, Ryan Cabrera was a was a uh, you can call him a singer. He was part of the boy band genre. Um. But he was in. Yeah. He was on his own. So, hmm. I think he had like one, one. Uh, um, I don't know. Back in like two thousand four, maybe somewhere around there, that's when he was popular. Man, <laughs> I, I had a picture yeah, I, of his Teen Bop poster up on our wall, and now they're getting married. So. Sweet. You know, there's a good amount of people like that, man. It, it's kind of odd. It's, it's cool, but it's odd when you think about, like, I mean, I don't know. I couldn't imagine that, like, how weird that would be. Like, someone that I had up on my wall, and then all of a sudden I'm married to them. And it's like, <laughs> you know, do you know why yeah. you're on my wall? <laughs> yeah, do you tell them that later on? Yeah, I mean, I used to have all these pictures all over my wall of I you obsessing. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought that was a knife or as you cut a cake. You can't leave me. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's get into another one. This Ben, I, I believe this is one of your favorites here. Roderick Strong, just a brief moment I want to run over this. He returned. When is NXT now? NXT's Tuesdays, right? Last night. Yeah. So, yeah, Roderick returned last night with two other guys beating up Kushida, starting a new faction. The reason why it stands out to me, because there's other big things in wrestling happen, and the dirt sheets and the reports plastered all over the place last night like it was a big deal. And I, I, I know you're a Roderick. You're not I, a big fan of him, right? I can give two shits about Roderick Strong. <laughs> I somebody Roderick Strong, like, you know, you were, you were great where you were. But, like, you're, you don't do it for me, man. Like, 
I don't know. Different, different. Folks like different shit, man. The shit he does. I can't do that many leg flaps. When I see 60 leg flaps in a match, I lose interest. And I'll lose interest pretty much forever once I see that. And I like to call this the Steamboat Luger Path, because uh, apparently we all agree on wrestlers that we don't apparently like. Because <laughs> I see Rob I, agreeing over I, here. I, Rob, yeah, Rob, I really Rob, hope come on, let's ass and even, like, oh, like pick people up and, like, send them to different sections of the arena. This is turning terrible. I mean, I don't know how worse it can get at this point. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but, uh, no, I just put it out there because it kind of came off silly to me. Like, he's working for the reporters out there because they just plastered him all over the place late last night. And I was just, I already see what's happening. He's in a faction with two other guys. He was in a faction with four other guys. Then if you do the timeline and the math on an ROH, you take Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly was a faction by themselves for a while, just the three of them. So I see the faction facing off and all that good stuff. So the three-on-three. Yeah. Yeah. And they, oh, they're called Diamond Mine, by the way. M-I-N-E. Are they it? Do they have that trademark? I don't know. I know Moxley and Seth have got their shit trademarked. <laughs> anyway, um, let's see. Yeah, and I guess they attacked Kashida on it. But, you know, I don't know. I, they're just, uh, to me, they're trying to sell this faction thing in NXT and kind of feel uh, the feelers on it. And then I think if it works out in NXT, they'll really start pushing uh, the main roster with uh, factions again. I mean, I, I know the factions, but, I mean, there need to be reasons for them to have factions. Like, I don't know, you can't just throw a bunch of people together for no reason. I mean, there should be a reason why they're coming together. I just be really Lara, I mean, as much as I know. Like, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah? I just talking about throwing people into groups for no reasons. Oh. Get the fifty-something members of the NWO. You got to figure out what's the thirtieth place in that group. I mean, yeah, you can be like uh, Jeff Jarrett and be able to, you know, be in every sort of like major faction there is, man. <laughs> like retribution. That was a good, good uh, move. They kill, going. they kill the factions when they bring them up, though. That's the problem. Like Sanity uh, was, was great. And then they ruined it, and they ruin everything. So leave the faction in the NXT and let them be so successful. You don't think there. They can do an undisputed era. Well, I I think the undisputed era could do it, but um, I I don't think that the I don't know I don't think they could do it as well as the factions that we we recall back in the day, the Four Horsemen, the original NWOs, the DXs, things like that. I don't think anything will ever be able to come into that realm. Oh, no. That's like asking for a Stone Cold on a Rock again. Right. Even though right. I'm running right. the Rock right. way because I see him following those footsteps and doing the movies. but um, Yeah, I think if we're going to do the faction thing, kind of like what they're doing, keep it in NXT... Because, I mean, it was kind of working with, the, what is it, Imperium? Is that what they were called? Mm-hmm. And then there's, uh, <coughs> who's the three Latino guys that come out with the masks? I think they're pretty cool. 
I forgot El Phantasm or something like that. No, I'll, I'll do that. I thought you were talking about Lucha House Party. No. Ugh. Oh, wait, that was another uh, faction in the WWE that, that didn't do anything. I, I don't know. These two factions in the AEW aren't too bad, though, man. They've been, I mean, like the uh, Jericho faction, the uh, Inner, Inner Circle. Circle. Yep. Inner Circle stuff. works. And yeah. now they have the, uh, the other one that MJF, the Pinnacle. And I mean, Pinnacle's I, doing alright. It's not as great as the Inner Circle. I mean, they need they need someone to feud with. And I, I mean, I don't know if. There's some people I could switch spots for the oh, for, for the pinnacle, I guess. But you know, I don't know. I do like it. I do really like who they have on there. I like that they have the whatever they are, the FTR. I don't know what they're called now. The uh, they have a different name every other week with those yep. initials. Yeah, but. Man, one thing I was, when I was watching that side note, I didn't know that Dean Malenko had Parkinson's. Uh, I saw that there was a part and like, uh, yeah, and pretty fast with him too. I know that it's it's progressing pretty fast. Dude, I mean that's that's fucking hard, man. Like, uh, it was him and someone else that. Who was it? Oh. uh... Fuck. Uh, Mongo. Like, Mongo has it. Yeah. He's, he's out. Oh, yes, what? His ALS. Oh, the ALS. Okay, so yeah, it was a different one. Okay, but I mean, yeah, both of those, like, kind of. And not to out. get on the press, you know, but it's how fast it deteriorates because you look at pictures of Mongo about a year ago. It's not the same Mongo that you see today. It's It's. It's crazy how our health can deteriorate really rapidly. I mean, we're guys, I mean, me and Rusty have been pretty aggressive with our bodies growing up, but not like these guys in the business. And, yeah, it's just, I think with any professional wrestler that's done the business for about 10 years, at least a dozen years, when they get the the health issues that we're going to get when we're older, it affects them like 10 times more. Yeah. Like. Yep. <laughs> well, have you seen Scott Steiner? The what? Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner, yeah. Scott Steiner. Wow. Look up a picture of recent days like now. Just it's. I love Scott because I love his promos. He was this at the end of WCW. I don't know if they were just letting him out of his cage to do whatever. Um, but his promos are fucking funny as hell. I love yep. them. I love those guys. So, oh, all right. So, was WWE a publicly traded company? What's that? Was WWE a publicly traded company? I didn't think I so. I thought it was so. under the Turner Broadcast yeah, membership. Owned it under. Yeah, it was just it was just a, a, a show for them. It wasn't an actual company. So I mean, they could find more more shit than you know WWEF did back in the day yeah. but because I, I mean it's yeah it's going to be whoever you know Turner's running it so it's like well I don't know what am I going to do by myself perfect that is a perfect segue into our next talk dude 
territories. North and that's where I want to start. North and South Turner, and then uh, WWE, and then branch out from there. Um, I was a North guy. Uh, Rusty, me. I think you're. Uh, me. Rob. Same. 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 Yeah. yeah. This is this is where I'm gonna like somehow have a pitchfork and like fire come screen to burn me. And I don't want this to sound real like any way fucked up or anything like that. I was turned off from Southern Wrestling, WCW, NWA, because of the Southern announcing. It all sounds it all sound like a horse was coming around on a track. Does that make sense? Now coming around the corner, coming around coming around the corner. Hey! And that's all I could hear. Man, we need to make that we need segment. We need to make a Gareth does uh <laughs> Something announced segment. We're gonna we're gonna have you call some matches. We'll, we'll have you call, yeah, we'll call some matches the Southern accent. Yeah, you, you <laughs> Joe Styles like doing doing Southern accent, man. Calling calling some sort of match. Uh, you know, maybe a uh, maybe a Steamboat Luger match, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Instant classic. (laughs) So that's the other thing is we bash, you know, oh, I don't say bash. We're just not fans of Steamboat and Luger, guys that ran in the Southern Territories. Um, And a lot of, some people have said to me in the past the reason why I don't like these guys because I never watched their territories. And that is a crock of shit. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Explore New Jersey in every season, from 130 miles of sunny shorelines to waterfalls, rivers, and majestic mountainsides. Visit the East Coast's most scenic parks, iconic venues, and historic landmarks. Discover artistic places and inspiring spaces, gaming, nightlife, views of center stage, and true New Jersey adventures that go on for days. Plan your itinerary today at visitnj.org. I've watched all territories. I, I mean, I've, I've looked from Japan to the European territories, <clears throat> to the good old Canadian territories, to the, to the, you know, South American, Mexican territories, all the way Puerto Rican territories. Like, I've watched all that stuff just to, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, to see what was better out there. I mean, I'm an ECW guy, I'm a WWE guy, so North is where I am at, but I don't know. This stuff. So- I looked at wrestlers. I mean, I knew who Dusty was. I knew who Flair was. So, if you included all the uh, territories, like including all the NWA territories, like if you had sure. all the, let's say in the last, let's say since like 1950, I'm not to say that's 50 years ago, but that's 70 years ago now. Uh, I mean, like, where would you want to work if you had one place? I mean, and you weren't going to go in. 
you weren't going to go and move territory. You were just going to be the the guy who's just there all the time. You never get stale. You're always fucking hot shit. <sighs> That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Just because, I mean, I'm a fan of different what's, territories what's, for different reasons. Yeah, what's the pay? What? Oh, there you go. That's a good, good part. Not, Matt, not, not an option. That's what Matt well, the money. If, if, you, yeah, if you're the hot shit of the territory, you're going to be on top of whoever it is. So, I mean, you're making more than most guys will be making in other territories for the most part. I would, I would say Crockett. Crockett? Yeah. I, I'm going to say TNA when they were at Universal. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, because uh, I just love to live there, and then I could just go to work every day, be in the same spot, you know, in front of an audience. Six-sided or four-sided? What's that? Six-sided ring or four-sided ring? I. Uh, you know, the difference I, on it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not a rope runner, so you know, I do some flips. That's about it. I do Hawaii. I, I just I just stay in the Hawaiian territory, be the fucking uh, you know howly or whatever you want to call me, whatever whatever the term is for the uh, whatever the non-local guy coming in. And just be uh, there, and just uh, you know, opening every, act. Yeah, the opening act. Do my match, and then you go like you know, if, if you do the seven days a week, twice Sundays. I mean, during the day you go out, you're on the beach all all day, and then you go, you work your match, you go home, and you uh, eat some pork or some shit or some some stand, and you just. You fucking chill out with with your people, your family, or whatever it is. And I mean, I yeah, I mean, I I would totally just yeah, have one one territory where I could stay in one spot. And are, are you saying this at your age now? Or are you saying this like back in the day if you were like in your twenties? You're sounding like you you beat up and then go home and rest with the family and not be on the road life and <laughs> well, you <laughs> well, be a wrestler even. If, my twenties, I would I would probably say the same thing. I mean, I think if if you like you go and go one place, but I mean, and you'd have people come in every so often, but I mean, there's no, and the loops wouldn't be that bad either. You wouldn't be on the road all the time. Uh, I mean, you you there's only so far to go around the island and maybe go fly over a little puddle jumper to some other island, but. Um, I mean, I think that'd be that'd be an all right spot. I mean, you don't like doing, uh, you know, AWA one or uh, um, uh, what's what was it called up in uh, Ultra Wrestling up in Vancouver or even like the Northwest one. Like you're gonna be in the car all the time. You're just you're not going to have time to, to chill out. I mean, in the cars where you learn everything, but, I mean, I don't know. And the good thing, too, I guess, is you you just you were just there, too. You weren't there to, 
I mean, you pay your dues at first, but you're just on the road. You just you do your thing, and you're out of there. Like. I, I don't know, man. That's, that was my uh, my question for the week. I just, I, I think I'd be a. Because I mean, I, ideally, if I wanted to like stay in a spot just to be able to work a lot of people, I'd pick somewhere like somewhere on the east, either sort of you know like what you were saying with like Crockett or. Or, or even the, the universal down there. I mean, you're going to get everyone coming through uh, a lot more often. Yeah. I'm going with the paid thing on it, too. I mean, if you're going to be a top guy, you'll be like flare status, dusty status down there, so you're going to be making good money. I mean, but so, did you see the, the robes? Did you ever see one of those schedules of the NWA champion of their, yeah. like, I mean, dude, that shit was ridiculous. Like you'd be doing a show down in Tampa, like one thirty, and you would be you would be on the show. You'd be the main event, so you'd be on by like three thirty, four o'clock. Then you had to get out of there, run. Most of the time, they'd helicopter you, but they would have to get you to the airport with a police escort. And as soon as you landed, you're running into another car, getting a police escort to another show, and you got to be there by seven thirty. Which is like a half hour. You're you're still in your like regular ring attire. Still got your boots on and everything. That's crazy. Yeah. Sounds fun to yeah. Work, though. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that'd be pretty, pretty cool. Just to be, for a little taking a toll for sure. Oh, just the traveling hours and just yeah, because yeah. stress too. I mean, what happens if you don't make the show and you're the top person? You let so many people down, and next time these people see you, they're like. You motherfucker, you fucking stood us up, that done. They don't realize that, the, you know, the helicopter didn't fucking get up off the ground or anything, but they blame you because they don't care about the pilot. They don't give a shit. Right. Um, I don't think that, well, I don't know, but if they're a heel champion, I mean, Flair was a, a heel champion for a while, and him not making it, there's always an excuse that you can do. Uh, you can be the... I don't want to show up. I don't want to come to your shitty town. You know, that's, that's always, you know, or, you know, I don't want to fight this guy tonight. He has me when I'm not at my best and I'm not going to let him do that. And, but if you're the, yeah, if you're the, the baby, I mean, they're going to want you. They're going to want you there. You better fucking get there. You don't want to end up seeing, I mean, other, I mean, the main will be a two out of three, six man, or two out of three fall, six man match, and it'll go an hour if the, the main yeah. match. Uh, which is my question: Will show? What happens if you get hurt at the first show? Can't make the next show. Then you fucking you a match and have it be a quick DQ. Go out there, have someone hit you wherever you got hurt, and then just go out and. You're like, oh, next time I come back to Sandusky, Ohio, uh, you're you're going down. You're going down. I don't know why I said Sandusky, Ohio, but uh, going to see your point. You know, <laughs> uh, shout out to Tommy Boy again. So, uh, um, I don't know. It was. It'd be real tough. I and it would it would kill you. I mean. And Flair, 
I mean, it was that in the gym and in the bar and maybe sleeping sometimes. He's kind of that thing like Vince. Like, I don't think he sleeps more than an hour to a day. He's just like, I I could not picture Ric Flair asleep or Vince McMahon asleep until they're like dead. Until, or like, or when Flair was in his coma, like, you're not going to see him like that any other time. You couldn't, like, walk into a hotel room. He'd be awake. He would be awake, both of them. They, or else, if they're sleepy, they're sleeping, standing up uh, in the coffin. <laughs> um, yeah. What about Puerto Rico territory? Well, minus the fucking shanking in the shower, I think it would be a great spot. Well, that's my question about it is uh, it's got so much death and nastiness around it. It's been going for so long. Why do people still go there? It's shape. I mean, it's the same dude running it, too. I mean, uh, what's his name? Not, impos- not imposter number one, or is it imposter number one or enforcer number one or something? Whatever uh, his name was. Jose Gonzalez. Yes. Uh, he, I mean, I think he's still, like, running the show. I can't remember the Colognes. Uh, or Col- the Colognes, whatever you are. Colin Powell. Yeah. Sorry. Fucking. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, that's a shitty name, Colin. But, I mean, like, the Colognes, man. Like Carlos and Carlos. Yeah, Carlito and Primo. And Primo, like, I mean, they're probably still down there, and they just just get those paychecks, hang out on the beach. I like both of those guys. I thought they got buried as soon as the Usos came in. Like, they were the new team, like, I don't know. And no, that's I what I'm about is the click now. Or the new click? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, aren't they Islanders, too? So it's the the Pacific Islanders? Yeah, but it's the Savio Vega kind of Islander, those guys. It's like Santana Ortiz Island-like guys, you know? Like, that's how I click those guys together. And then you got your Roman Reigns, Yokos, and Rocks over on the other side. And in my personal opinion, I mean, and I'll say this. I've gotten into a couple of communication issues with some Islanders before. The fucking heads are hard. And I guess I'll tell you that. Um, I've had words with a Puerto Rican person before. I did not want it to escalate to an altercation. So I'll put it this way. Both of those guys, if you put them in the ring, that match can probably go forever. You take a guy like Haku, and then who will be a crazy Puerto Rican guy back in the day at the same time as Haku? I'm just saying, you put them in the ring, that match is going to be bloody, a lot of head-butting. Dude, it's going to be great. Like I, mean, did. I just want to fill in the fans here. Rob did have to jump off. He uh, he does uh, help run one side of uh, Threadheads as a business that we run together, and he's out packing a bunch of stuff today and had to make a mail run, I'm assuming so. So uh, he might be back with us before the end of the show. If not, he'll be back with us next week. But, yeah, no, back to uh, what we're talking about. Um Puerto Rican wrestling, 
nothing I've ever heard come out of it has ever been good. Like, you don't hear, like, you hear WWE charity donations and TNA and maybe ROH done some good stuff here and there when they're not trying to hire Chimos. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Puerto Rican wrestling scares me, man. And uh, But it's up my alley because it's so violent of wrestling. I'm not yeah. talking about Gage Wrestling, who I will sit there and give props to, dude. Right, so a couple shows ago, we shit, I, I won't say shit on him, but the wrestling that Nick Gage does is not our type of wrestling. Right, and right. I'm not saying it's because Matt Cordon is over there, and we know Matt. Um, but Nick Gage is starting to branch out a little bit and not do so much weapon shit in his matches. He's actually doing moves. He's not trying to fast pace himself to get you fucked up and slash you real quick. Like, He's building now stories in his matches. It's a little different. I saw one, and I was like, I didn't even know it was Nick Gage at first. I thought it was just some guys in George just fucking wrestling. And I was like, what is this, like ECW wannabes? And I was like, oh, well, it is Nick Gage. But um, no, it's different. So I don't know. Maybe he's just done so much shit he can't do it anymore, so now he's trying some wrestling moves. He's working backwards. It's the way to go, I think, these days. Yeah, an incident stabbing a young teenager, and then you work your way back to a fucking just a wrestling hole for a fucking five minutes in the middle of the ring. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sounds all right. Sounds like all right. Way to do it, man. Because now right. we do elbow drops into 450s, five times, 16 false finishes. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Yeah. I, think, I think my hardcore stuff is probably, I don't know, it's not behind me. It probably is. I mean, I don't know if I'm. I'm ready to get hit by all kinds of a bunch of shit and get busted open and uh and like all Terry portal, man. Well, Look at Terry I'm not I ain't no Terry Funk, dude. Terry Funk is an anomaly to the fucking world, man. Like, I don't know how that guy is still functioning. He's He's, he's a one-of-a-kind guy, man. Like, no one else is going to be Terry Funk. Who else is going to be in their 70s? I mean, like, well, I mean, we can go the May Young Mula, but they weren't doing full matches and, and stuff of that nature. Oh. Terry Funk wasn't showing off his his tits. Uh, I mean, he does. He goes shirtless sometimes, probably, I bet. 
So hold the thought, Terry Funk and Territories, for like a split second. Because right as you said that, as I'm getting ready for the show this morning, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at action figures, and there's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. So you got the boy and his dinosaur. And out of nowhere, because I got a, I got awful imagination, and I fuck around with wrestling figures and toys all the time. I thought back to Mark Henry and May Young. And they could redo the figure set. So the, the current figure coming out for Lucha, Saurus, and Jungle Boy is Luchasaurus with Jungle Boy on his shoulders. Sure. So I want to do is another set, and that says a boy and his dinosaur on the box, right? So now I want to do a set that has Mark Henry with May Young on his shoulders. It says a boy on his fossil. Why not, man? the top geriatric park is always one of my favorite titles. No reason why yeah, you could just recreate the box. You had um, a school right there at your disposal to do that. Yeah, yeah, I could. I, I do terrible, terrible things of uh, coming up with stuff. You never know what I could come up with. You never yeah. know. <laughs> if anyone's watching the stream, hey, check that out. You're going to have your minds blown when you see the rest of his stuff. Yeah, wait until uh, I'm going to post some stuff up, I think, at the end of the night tonight on uh, Instagram. And I'll, uh, yeah, we'll uh, throw that out at the end of the thing. Oh, so Terry and Territories. Yeah, yeah. What territory, God, this is hard. What territory was Terry in in the 90s? Was he in mostly Texas territories? In, like, western Texas? I mean, the territories were just about done in the fucking 90s. I mean, like... He went uh, up to ECW at the end, or yeah, in the middle. Yeah, no, he was there like in the at least, uh, because they did that before he came in back into the WWF and did the Chainsaw Charlie and and that shit. And yeah. That was like ninety eight, maybe, and he was already okay. doing. It. So I mean, yeah, mid nineties he was doing ECW, but I mean, I assume he was just at the Funk Ranch most of the time and. Taking bookings when he felt like it. I don't know if he was doing, you know, a couple matches a weekend, if he was doing that, or if he just wanted to hang out with this sick horse. <laughs> I mean, what do you uh, think about Japan territory, speaking of Terry Funk. What do I think of Japan territory? Yeah, because what did we have? We had all Japan, and then you had, was it, yeah, New or whatever, IWGP. Dude, 90s, 90s, I, or All Japan is fucking amazing. Dude, just, if you guys, if anyone's listening, go back and, and watch that. Watch, watch some of these big-ass names that you, you know that you didn't really get to watch in territory. So to go I back. a lot of the death matches from Japan. Well, and that too, man. Like, I mean. That's dude. where it got started for me for that shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember seeing that shit. I was like, the "Wrestling can do this." There's more yeah. than there's more than the big boot and the the leg drop and the pin and, and the pose. I mean, you got people getting thrown into shit, and getting hurt. I mean, then you go to that those backyard wrestling tapes that came out in uh, oh. the late the late '90s, probably. 
And that worked out for three guys in a business. That's Foley and the Hardys. That's where that worked out for him. And Foley's was more of an entertainment movie in the backyard that what he was doing, and then the Hardys had an actual backyard wrestling gig thing going on. Same with the Bucks. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I tried. Hardys, man. I tried. Dude, I like Hardys. You know, like, I'm not a, a huge fan, but, you know, they do their things. They're part of one of my favorite matches of all time, Young Bucks or not. Well, you know what? Like, you hated uh, Broken Matt Hardy. You That was another one where it was like the dick flip. The Broken Matt Hardy you did not like. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was a big mm-hmm. note. I was I was way into it. I thought it, those matches were yeah. the orange like, passing thing, the dick flipping thing. Just because, <sighs> I look at the dick flipping thing because now we can bounce back to a couple guys we're talking to. Dude, Ric Flair, he did a couple times a testicle grab, dude, when he had to. Like I think in his older years, man. And look how yeah. that worked out. Yeah. He didn't. There was his opponent was not. Flipping him out of the fucking move or anything, dude. They were in pain. I think Foley even did it. Foley's but, grabbing nuts back in the day. He was grabbing other people's nuts. People weren't grabbing his nuts or his dick. Saying, though, but the, his opponent wasn't flipping him over because it hurt. It would have been the other way. It would have been uh, Flair getting flipped over because this guy's penis was so strong. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. It didn't work that way back in the day, and now somehow it's worked out to you grab some guy's dick and he can flip you over. Why and I this podcast has gone to, and we're talking about flipping each other over with each other's dicks. This is yeah, where we've yeah. got to, man. This is we, we can't sit there anymore and be like, dude, did you see that match with Haku and Andre the other night? Dude, it's so sick. It was like 17 headbutts, and they didn't go down. It was great. Chair shots came after that. Still didn't go down. Dude, they're like superheroes. Now, right, dude, did you see that shit the other night? Yeah. You saw that too then, right? The, the guy who grabbed the other guy's dick, and then he flipped him over? And yeah. That's not the same conversation, man. No, no, that's not. It's far from the same conversation. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, did Andre and Haku ever get to face off? And I mean, I think they had a brief match, maybe on a main event or something like that. Uh, after they broke up, the colossal what colossal yeah. connection with Keenan and shit. Yeah, and then he, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Because oh, Andre was his way out at that point. He was in a lot of pain, man. Yeah. Have you ever had Andre in the? 70s against the Haku of either the 80s or 90s. That could have been a killer matchup. Uh, those just, I mean, uh, those headbutts to it, like you're saying, the headbutts to each other. I mean, some of those are bound to connect. And I don't know what would happen. It's the sound. The, 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 the. I don't know if you can hear that. That's not so. There we go. There, there wouldn't be the. When they hit, you, you have to laugh. Andre slap his thigh. Dude, I would laugh my fucking ass off if I saw that. <laughs> Andre and Haku slapping a leg. Dude, they didn't need to slap a leg. You heard a thud like when it's really cool. It sound like when you 
when you headbutt someone or you you kick someone, you know, you don't kick someone and you hear a, a leg slap sound. But you know what? I don't know. I don't know what it was about Shawn Michaels, but the sound he did. I don't know if it was because of his tights or what, but his his leg slap sound sounds different than a lot of other people's. Um, so from what I've seen from it, it almost looks like he takes this part here and cracks it like this as he does it. Like he's got that slap right there, so he's not even like really leg slapping. Yeah, he's taking that the perspiration. As he's going like that, as he's, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Like, in, like an armpit? Kind but of. Like a, a little, a I wonder if that I is, because it's, it's so different than anyone else's, because, you know, when he hits someone, it sounds more like you're getting kicked in the face, rather than, than getting a slap across the face. Yeah. That, that you get now when people, Kick someone. We'll just uh, bounce back. The bliss can do that for you now. It's no leg slapping. Now it's uh, possession slapping. So this is how fucking bad. This is this is kind of like this is way off topic. I was talking to my wife about this. You're talking right? about taking a you know BLM. They aimed really high to get rid of the police, but they were originally wanting to defund the police, right? So they get rid of the police, they got the police defunded in some states, especially here. So what I'm saying is, we just heard about all this knee slapping, supposedly Vince hates that crap, it's it's not cool, whatever. But we take it to the next extreme to get it over and make sure it's okay to get into the wrestling system here by going to the extreme of having someone raise their hand and fake slap the other. Like... That's where we're at now. So if we bounce back to leg slapping, well, it's not as bad as Alexa Bliss making you slap yourself. As so the acceptance thing that we're doing now in wrestling. That's what I'm saying. It's going to go. It's the, the, the duty over what you want. Like, the if I was doing a match, like, and I, I wanted to go and uh, be at a veterans hall, and it being Veterans Day, and uh, pulling out an American flag and start dry humping it on the ground. You say that, uh, uh, allegedly, and then we get to do something where we, you know, interrupt, you know, the, I think we ended up playing the national anthem with our, our flutes uh, very shittily on Veterans Day in a VFW hall. And, you know, do something far above what you really want. And, you know, it's just like any sort of negotiation. You go and you shoot higher than what you want to get what you really want. And if they give you what you ask for crazily, then awesome. But, I mean, you know, get the leg slap. But I I, I can't do the leg slap. If I ever do a slap in a match, it would be an ironic leg slap. And I, I would do it like when I'm, yeah, I don't know, if I if I kick someone or kick someone in the balls or something, I might make a sound. Right, it doesn't make a sound. The only sound you hear is <gasps> from the other person or whatever, whatever sound it may be. Are, are you are you talking about maybe a gold dust doing the shattered dreams? Because that I think made a slapping sound when he did it. I think so. So too, and I don't. 
that's one that should not be slapped, man. That should just be you hear a thud or you hear nothing. And there doesn't need to be sound for that. Or let the guy who's doing it, like gold dust, if he comes in and he kicks them and he's like, yeah! And like, oh, that's a lot more believable than kicking it and then being like, what, what the fuck, does he have a face on his ball stack, or what's going on? I feel like we're missing now that everyone's forgot to use their vocals when they're doing their moves. Like I agree. Like, ah, like that, you know? Now it's just a... It's like, yeah, I get it. Make the sounds of the, the impact and everything, unless you're Charlotte Flair. If she was going to be knee-slapping on that one, that would have been great. Yeah. I, yeah. That was a... Yeah. I don't know, man, like... So that's something, too. Like, not a lot of people do the, the sound effects. Or if it is, it's just, like, a, a, an effect that kind of, like, I got yeah. when they're hitting someone or something. People I learned are, about the breathing thing, but where did I learn the breathing thing for? It was, uh, was it Mike Tyson? No, it wasn't Mike Tyson on the Joe Rogan show. There's some show, and they're talking about making that sound of like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's no ridiculousness. And fucking, he was like, yeah, I always thought my dad was, like, trying to be fast and stuff, but it's a breathing exercise as you're doing your stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the guy who used to do the frog splash off the top rope and make a fucking whoop sound as he did it, or make some, like, he would scream as he was doing a... Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Ram Power Days is going on now with our most powerful lineup of trucks ever. Hurry in and don't just feel the power, own it. Right now, get 2.9% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab. Don't miss this great offer. 2.9% APR financing for 72 months equals 1515 per month per 1000 financed for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital, regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 1031-2022. It's a moment. Oh. Like that, dude. They make some crazy, like, call... And it, 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 it fucking cool. Way more like, and when you land, I mean, do when people land, they, they don't do slaps or anything, even though your bodies are are slapping together. Uh, like RVD selling after you do a frog splash. Yeah, or like yeah. you do something like right before you go when you do one of those frog splashes, like you know, doing something on top of the rope. Uh, you know, so, yeah, like I, I like the not tribal, tribal call or whatever you would call it, the uh, Samoan warrior call of sorts, whatever that may be, and that seems way better than you know just doing nothing or you know when you're hitting someone like like uh, you know yeah. Fuck you. Like, people don't really do that. It's, it's all just the slap, like, it, and it, it pisses me off. It's like, the, people don't know 
what the sound is that happens. Like, those people, I want to fucking really kick them in the face. Like, <laughs> fucking true kick them in the face so they know what it's like. And they'd be like, oh, shit, it doesn't sound like me getting slapped in the face. It sounds like a fucking a thud. A fucking thud. There's not much noise. But if you go in there to kick someone, you're like, yeah! You know, that's... Here's how you want to look at it. You got Nikki Cross and a, a superhero outfit. They're making all these noises. Next, you're going to actually have the expressions like on the old school Batman pop up on your screen. Like, pow, boom, bing. And it'll pop up when they're four feet away from each other kicking each other. So you don't see the distance. And they'll just pop that little image up with going, pow. And they'll fucking just overlay it over their mistakes. Like they have this extendable leg that's just... Fucking goes way out. There's, I don't know. I mean, there's the Wrestling Society X where they did that kind of stuff. But I mean, doing that much in public is it's got to be fucking take a toll. I mean, you wouldn't have to. I don't know. No one's doing that. No one's fucking doing that shit and post anymore. I mean, at that point. Just take the just take everything that's real out of it. Stop doing road shows and just make it a cartoon. You're, we're done. Like that's that's gonna be next. Animating these guys. And Not uh shows were speaking of shows and animating and looks and all that fun stuff, what was your uh favorite stage setup? Whether that's the Attitude Era stage setups for Nitro or Raw to pay-per-views to the shitty rundown bingo hall entrances. Um, uh, no, I think I like was it was it WrestleMania ten had the X's that came apart and like uh, Zone. I did really like that. I thought that was cool effect. Um, I don't know why that one popped out. I would have never thought I would have said that. I was going to say the, you know, the big fist on, on SmackDown in the early 2000s. But, man, that thing when the X's came apart, I'm pretty sure it was X's. Yeah. And that, that, that stuck with me. I thought that was pretty cool, cool one uh, to do. What about you? Yeah. Well, my number one we were talking about it earlier was uh, Halloween Havoc. Like, I'm not a WCW guy, but Halloween Havoc had the best stage setups, just, like, attraction-wise and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you're talking about the X, I always liked the one at WrestleMania, was it, 14? Where the glass breaks for Austin, that whole setup that they had? Yeah. yeah. And then the, the glass breaks right there. Well, what one was it? Was I think it was 13 against Hitman. Was it was it or was it was it the one in fourteen where he he worked uh, HBK with? Uh, no, I it's had, the one before that. No, yeah, you're right because I think Austin just comes walking out on one because they have the live band and everything playing for him. Oh yeah, yeah. That was horrible, by the way. I mean, that was a cool fucking entrance for him. Uh, and I mean, any of the ones that Triple H had at Mania were always fucking pretty. Wait, is that the Motorhead one? What's that? Is that the one with Motorhead? Well, he had a bunch, dude. He did, like, every year he'd fucking have a big, long entrance. Like, just some fucking elaborate thing. And yeah, he had the one with Motorhead where Motorhead or fucking Lemmy doesn't know the lyrics and 
for uh, it. What's that? At the end of the song, he kept saying, time to play the game over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, oh, one of the notes I have on here, you know what I've liked about setups in wrestling? Is where they have the aisle raised up. What do you, you mean? Know, what do you where, mean? like, the, the ECW entranceway or the old WCW, where when you're walking out, it's the same height as the ring. Okay, yeah, the ramp thing was, like, straight out instead of going down, like, but it's, like... Yeah. To the back. So you're above the crowd pretty much when you're walking out on the aisle? You're just yeah. like a, you know, yeah. dude. That's always been my favorite. Good good one to bring up if uh, people want to relate to it or try to figure out what we're talking about is ECW when uh, Bam Bam grabs a hold of Taz and they fall yeah. backwards yeah. and they go right through the aisle or they right through the stage of the aisle, whatever, in their uh, crate paper. <laughs> it was horrible. But yeah. I like it. Yeah. it gives it a lot of attention. It gives it like a really cool feel to it. You're you're above the fans as well too going in. Uh, you're not the same level of, of them going in flapping hands and shit. Like you're walking above them like you're a fucking god going into that ring, and that's a way cool effect for yeah because you're making these guys now look even bigger. I mean you're putting them up on I mean pretty much a pedestal. Yeah, that feel. And I mean, like, you just, it would be a good idea for some of the guys now, some of the little fucking guys putting them up there, like, I don't know, every fucking guy that's under 200 pounds, uh, you throw them up on a stage like that, and and they're going to look a lot bigger than they are. They're not going to look like this guy, you can, any, Joe, anybody could kick their ass, which... Kind of, there was a, you know, that switch around the HBK, uh, Hitman kind of era where you have the smaller guys where it's like, I might be able to fucking whip that guy's ass. And then, but then you get, you know, a lot smaller guys still, but having them up on that, I think is a really cool fucking idea. I'd say bring that back. And plus, you don't have that fucking, uh, old timer trying to go up those steps and you see him with his fucking hands on his quad trying to get up that shit. And then they do, you know, 16 bumps in the ring and they're fine. But that first little bit trying to go up those stairs sometimes is a bitch. It's just yeah. like, oh. <laughs> well, then, uh, well, a stretcher match would be cool on one of those things. Except if you go off into the fans, but. I, that would be and, pretty sick. Maybe crowd crowd surf. <laughs> Stretcher that weighs more than the wrestlers. Yeah. But yeah, no, Halloween Havoc. Um, yeah, I can't think of any more that really stand out. I do like uh, AEW's uh, Double or Nothing looks all the time, the, the poker chips and stuff like that. They got the big the stack of chips and shit. Yeah, that's always pretty cool because you always know someone's jumping off that motherfucker. <laughs> so, like, that's the thing. When you walk into setups like that, this is where Hell in a Cell kind of lost its <clears throat> feel to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. When you see Hell in a Cell, you're just kind of like, oh, well, that's cool. But everything's kind of already been done. 
you know, I mean, Foley's already been thrown off of it. So when you walk in, you're like, oh, I wonder if they're going to throw somebody off of it this time because it hasn't been done, but it's already been done. So you don't want, wonder about that when you walk in. There's no, you know, feeling to it. But you see a stack of chips. You're like, all right. Someone's jumping off that shit tonight, you know. Or, like, you know, you just see tables, ladders, everything, just those setups. It's like a TLC. When you yeah. see all yeah. around, you're like, yeah, it's not a TLC match, but they're still going to use it because later on they're having a TLC match. Um, I like the ECW setups, man. Just like, yeah. I had a little break cut out, and it was a simple, just little black curtain. I'm going to be making some of those, by the way. That's still going to be one of my new projects. So, pretty uh, little ECW entrances. Oh, shit. Um, I like the old school Titantron for Raw. Even though some nights they have so much lighting, you couldn't see what the hell was on the screen. I'm sure you can see if you're at the arena, but when you're watching it at home, you see, you're like, oh, what's that Titantron now on there? You see the Nations, Titantron, or Stone Cold. And, but I like that whole metal feeling to it. I'm sure it was painful getting thrown on that graded crap there. But yeah, yeah. I like that whole feel to it, or did them being in the universities instead of the big stadiums. Yeah, I think they should do more of that, man. The small, I mean, don't try to... I just fucking, I don't know. I, I'd almost say, as much as I hate them, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't do fanless. I do a very, very limited fans, except for, like, a Mania show. But uh, I don't know. It, it's sad seeing fucking half-empty arenas and stuff. I'm, it's not going to show up on TV, but you, someone there is going to be posting video or pictures of it, just and you see it on Twitter and it's, oh, okay, this arena was a third full, but they made it look like it was pretty jam-packed. And like, dude, just, you just got to lose a lot of money and, I mean, it, yeah. it hurt the feel of the the crowd, like when you're at those ECW or the PWG shows, like you're there, man. You're there. It's selling out, and you have that energy. And the energy of a crowd is, I mean, can't really replicate it by anything else. No, no. That's why I'm happy to see the crowds coming back now. Like, yeah. It's, it's yeah. It was. It was. Stupid watching it with no fans, uh, or you know the fans on the on the screen. I I can't. I mean, between the fans on the screens and the fucking, if anyone's watching the, uh, oh, yeah. the, the key, camera hit cuts, the super fast camera cuts, the do the the camera fucking going in on every punch and every kick and. That's what I'm saying. Which is next is pow. Like that's yeah. what you're gonna see the camera going like that. Yeah, dude, my head's too fucked up, dude. I watch that stuff all off me. My body will just sort of stop working in my head, and my eyes will just shut down, and I, I can't do it, man. I got to maybe have to get deconditioned to it. It'd be like me doing 50 rolls around the ring, like little fucking uh, shoulder rolls or something around the ring. Just doing that over and over. I mean, that's what it feels like when I'm watching those matches with those. You make me dizzy. Like, some of the new 
camera shots make me dizzy on there watching it. Like, Ugh. It's either that or it gives me like the nauseous headache. Um, and one part of it, so going from the stage things of what we liked, I'll go into my, my new gripe, and it's just been constant lately. The commentary. The commentary yeah. yeah. shows is, I have to fucking turn it down. Oh, what commentary on any of these fucking shows. I mean, I don't care if it's Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross. That's so fake and one-liners just everywhere. And then yeah. there's the Monday Night Raw, the new guy from ESPN who, yeah, he's just floating by and it's total shit. Like, I don't know. And then McAfee needs to get the fuck out of commentating. He annoys the fuck out of me. I'm trying and it's just not working. Like, wrestling-wise, that's cool. But yeah. Yeah. He's fucking killing me. He's always standing. Wait, who's this? Pat McAfee. Oh, okay, the guy from ESPN. Well, he was oh. a football player for uh, some fucking team, but yeah, yeah. he's now talking yeah. with uh, Michael Cole, and every time, you know when you see commentators in the back commentating, sitting down, and they're just in a shot with the wrestlers? Every time you see him in the shot, he's standing the fuck up. Trying to make himself look as fucking cool as the wrestlers. He needs to fucking uh, know his role and shut his mouth. Yeah. That and then, uh, yeah, I guess he's got all these new sayings that he uses for commentary. And he has to explain to the fucking people. Like, piss missile? I guess that's the ones. Well, well, I I still like the uh, Tasm Excalibur, man. It's, It's really doing it for me, man. It's so stupid together. They just they just don't care. I don't even know who the fuck Excalibur really was. And this guy, he's in there with, like, Mike, or not Michael Cole. Oh, no, I feel bad. Joey Styles is the exception for the rule. Yeah. Because he communicated yeah. by himself. He had international stars coming in, so he could say all these special ways of saying it out of respect to the stars. Yeah. That's yeah. does it. It's a U.S. star, U.S. star, U.S. star, U.S. star, U.S. star. A 12-year-old looking Japanese girl, U.S. star, U.S. star, U.S. star. So is when he's saying all these moves in, like, what they're calling Japanese terms or uh, Latino terms, it's not getting over. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it sucks. Can we, can we hear your, uh, your southern commentator voice again? Hell no. You gotta save that shit. See a clip on there, man. It's just gonna pop up. There's gonna be a button that's gonna play that shit, man. Uh, I think that's what we need. We need some of that. I have to dress up as a gimmick, man. As what? I have to dress up as a gimmick. Yeah. Get my oversized fucking cowboy hat. Barbecue sauce with a straw in it. Maybe we need to do a, a southern commentary show, man. And just do some, pick some match. Have, have the fans maybe pick a match for us. And maybe we do a three-man commentary uh, southern match from uh, a guy from Europe, a guy from, uh, and then two guys from the West. Yeah, it could work. I mean, basically, we got yeah. so many ideas, and the next thing we'll know, some little scummy little fuck will steal our idea, and the next thing you know, we'll be on the podcast. So we'll we'll share our secret information after the show. 
We'll get it going. We'll branch out to the new show. How you see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, now the commentary is pissing me off lately. It's just fucking too many dumb little inside things. But, yeah, it's kind of like Pat McAfee has his inside jokes to himself that nobody else fucking understands. And I can't stand commentary like that because it's like, ah, ha, ha. It's kind of not so much like Jesse was. Because Jesse Ventura, he is a character with himself. But there are things he would say just to get him fucking self over all the time. Like, just... Jesse was the epitome of a commentator getting himself over. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he really was. Um, fuck, I think at one point... I can even say JR try, has put himself over a couple times being a commentator. You know, just... Maybe it's because he felt scared because of Michael Cole coming and taking a spot. Not my dog spot. Not my liver spot. But JR spot. Um, Asking me on a shirt. Well, we got a pay-per-view coming up. And the last time we've done these, it's really killed the feeling around it. And that pay-per-view is money in the bank. And I say it because Baron Corbin's had it. Who who had it before? Did, Do you know yeah. the one thing I actually thought of when you said money in the bank lately? I was like, dude, I mean, like, it used to be fucking, like, the... The Edge or Seth Rollins cashing it in, but then he's like, you got Baron Corbin. <laughs> and, I mean, the thing... Back to Miz again. Miz has had it a couple of times now. I oh, do, but I, I like the Miz, man. I'm all, I'm all for that, dude. I, yeah, I, but he doesn't, he doesn't need to do the Money in the Bank gimmick. That's for people who are like... The way I look at Money in the Bank, it's like a new Intercontinental title. If yeah, you're, pissed, you're probably gonna get the main bell. Yeah, unless you're also, you get that case shaking around, then you get to the main event, and then they fucking bury your ass. Um, but no, I like the fact there's one case so you can show up on any show. Because before they had the two cases for each show. Did you ever see that one? Oh they had no. a blue case, and this was before the women had the case. And so, like, you just keep it on your show. There's a raw briefcase, there's a SmackDown, whatever. But, man, the last few times we've done it, it's lost its feel to it. And having Baron Corbin have it for almost a year, it's not the same feel as seeing Punk having it for almost a year. Yeah. Cash that shit in that night and made an impact like that and won the fucking belt. Instead, they dropped, no one, dude, no one cares. No one gives a shit. I... You were right on it, because remember, I was a big Baron Corbin fan on NXT. And then you're yeah, like, that guy's yeah. shit. I am not a guy. I'm not a Baron Corbin guy. And I was like, no, dude, you'll see. You'll see. And now this is going on. So, yeah. Um, right, right. I mean, that was when he was doing his face run. He still, like, has a long way to go. But, like, I don't know. I, I hate to say it. But the way he's doing stuff, it's. Definitely a hell of a lot better than it was. I mean, he's yeah. leaps and bounds, man. And, like, people, he has the, it's not, I don't know if it's the turn off the TV heat or if it's the fucking, he's getting that fucking crazy heat. Because I fucking, I get pissed every time I see him on TV. And that's, that's a great, that's amazing. Like, I don't fucking know the guy. I don't know why I hate him. You could just show me him. Show me him in that fucking, uh, when he was the king, man. Like, 
That was I, I wanted to go up and punch that guy in the face. It was, yeah. It was it was crazy, but like I don't give a fuck about like I I don't want to see him main event mania. Like I don't think he's ever gonna make it to a main event uh, status. And no, okay. I don't think that if he does, it will be involving a few others. Like, if the main event at WrestleMania for the belt was a six-way, he could be involved in that. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, like, when they brought him in, I thought Vance was pushing him to the fucking moon, pushing him right in there to be fucking uh, the world champ. I mean, that's why they probably gave him the the money in the bank. Then they gave him the King of the Ring gimmick, too. King of the Ring. But I, I do really like the King of the Ring with... Uh, Nakamura, I, I did see some bits on that, and I, I found it pretty funny. That guy, well, like, he had in New Japan, he he did that whole King Nakamura gimmick in Japan for a while. Yeah, he's one of those guys that the he could reach for brass rings if they let him, uh, and. It's he's just sort of stuck. He's stuck. He's stuck like Oscar's stuck. Yeah, yeah. Both of them. If you let them do what they were doing in Japan, I think it would. Um, I think it'd be okay. It would go and relate over to the people here in the states what they were doing. Like both of them. And it'd be like, holy shit, like, dude, I can't believe they're fucking doing that. It wouldn't be something that's totally lost in translation during that. Well, it's my it's my new term. Now, this term might be used out there, what my new term is for wrestlers that have this happen to them. So there's the whole term of being Benoit, right? Now my new term for people that have this happen to them, like Shinsuke and Asuka, I call it being Mickey Mouse. Because you well, become a Disney well, character as soon as you hit WWE. If you were some badass hardcore like Kevin Steen in ROH, you're going to be Mickey Mouse. And if you don't want to be Mickey Mouse, then they don't use you as much. I've noticed this shit lately. So, no offense to the Japanese wrestlers there, but they seem to bow down to Vince and be like, oh, okay, okay, like that, to anything he says, because of the money that they're being paid, the stardom that they're being given, because they know when they go back to Japan. They're now ten times bigger than they were before because the WWE picked them up. So they're taking it to their advantage, but at the same time, have respect for your fucking self. Yeah. You, um, you, I don't know who else that has happened to coming up. I mean, I, I can see Velveteen Dream's character really going that far and raw with the, where we're at these days. Because, I mean, it, someone would call him and be like, that motherfucker's creepy, stop that shit. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Put him in Brock. The what? Double Team Dream versus Brock Lesnar. would be great. Yeah. Now, you know, that would actually be a, a match I would want to watch. I would, it would be interesting. It would be super interesting what fucking they had for... Velveteen Dreams method of offense or even defense. Well, Brock Lesnar just killed them. That sounds like a good a good fucking time for me. 
something, man. It's yeah. yeah, but who knows what's gonna happen to that guy? Yeah, who knows? Money in the bank, man. They gotta give it to the right star this year. And so far, what are the three of them that went in there? I just, I don't see it happening. I think the Drew McIntyre already make it into that, so he gets his. He'll find another chance to have another title shot, even though he's not supposed to have one anymore. So then, I think that's what's going to happen. I think Drew McIntyre end up with this damn thing. Um. So uh, last thing I got for today is uh, some rumors that are running around. Can I can I throw in something real quick? Yeah. I want to throw in something about these. There's three kids from Minnesota that just are, are fucking killing it right now. Well, one's injured, but, like, dude, they're fucking 19, like, 20 years old, man. Like, when I was commenting, like, so there's the, the two kids, the, the top flight, the, uh, um, in AEW, like, um, one's injured, so there's just one of them left. But, dude, those kids were, yeah, I mean, had to have just turned 18, like, maybe 19 then for the other one. And then, um, what is her name? She's the cheerleader. Um, something oh, hard. Varsity Blues? Yeah, the Varsity Blues. Whatever the fucking call the Varsity team. It should be called Varsity Blues. Um, I know they're in the all the time. That's why I think of that. And I know they're called Varsity something. Right now. Blondes. That's it. Yeah, um, I can't think of her fucking name. But, dude, she was having, like, her first or second match, and that was uh, November 2019, probably, or December 2019. She was having her first or second match I was commentating on. And is it Jamie? No, it's whatever the, the, the name of what she would be in. Uh, Julia, uh, I was going to say in, uh, what's that movie? The Wedding Singer. She would be Julia Hart, if that was her name. Um, if she would have married, when she does marry Robbie Hart, uh, Adam Sandler's char- character instead of Julia Gulia, that she <laughs> could have, but, so Julia Hart, but dude, shout out to those three, man. Just like all three of them, man, like, we've just been crushing it. And, uh, I don't know. I think they got buried last night. Yeah. The night before. They got beat down, I think, I guess, pretty bad. Yeah. But, I mean, still, like, I don't know, dude. Like, being that young, that's fucking weird, man. Like, some of these kids, man, like, they're fucking kids. Like, at 19, and I was like... Yeah. You wouldn't want me on that show. But, uh, so let, let's get into the the rumors and, uh, and or... You know, I, I can't say innuendos because you can't do that. Um, so let's get into the rumor mill here. Um, sorry, I have this clicking coming. Can you hear that? Sorry, if anybody can hear that, I got some weird clicking sound coming in. That's what I was paying attention to for a second. Stop now. It's coming through my speaker. I was doing it the other day, and I got to get a new speaker. So don't pay attention to me as I looked off. If you just start off. Drop the whole fucking thing, man. If someone has muted yourself, it's My cell phone's like right next to the speaker, so I just tossed it over there. 
That could have been uh, it. I'm, I'm not the tech-savvy guy. I'm not. Okay, we have some rumors. The top one I'll leave until the end because I like talking about it. Uh, one's that returning by SummerSlam. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. When the leaves start rustling, the pumpkins start plumping, and the scarecrows start crowing? You heed the call of fall, because you eat, sleep, and drink pumpkin at Dunkin'. So, take your pick of pumpkin with delicious muffins, munchkins, and donuts, and pair them with a classic pumpkin spice signature latte or the ultra-smooth pumpkin cream cold brew topped with pumpkin cream cold foam. Also, you can fall harder. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. The who? Becky uh, Lynch will be returning at SummerSlam. She had a baby, right? Yes. So, Seth's been on the road, and I'm guessing now the baby's going to be going on the road because they'll both be on the road because not only is she returning, but now I also saw the card that's kind of been leaked for SummerSlam. So if anybody's listening, I suggest in the next five seconds you turn this fucking show off because I'm about to leak some information. All right. And that's all the fucking time you want, man. So here we go. Um, so the matches, obviously, that's been rumored is the Cena versus Roman Reigns. We've all heard about that, and now he's got a he's got a new gig coming because I guess Stone Cold Steve Austin did not want to do a WWE movie. So now John Cena got the role, so now they're going to be pushing John Cena hard in WWE. So... By doing the movie, kind of like when Kane did his movie or Stone Cold did his movie or anything like that, they usually bring him in, promote the movie. Plus, he's also that peacemaker guy in Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. So then he's going to be doing a branch off movie for that. So he's going to be in New Hollywood. What's that? Cena is in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yep, yep, and he's called Peacemaker. You already saw a clip of it where he's speaking Mandarin to the Chinese and apologizing. That's a clip from the movie. What? What? <laughs> so it's called a peacemaker in the movie, dude. <laughs> That's why we take the Suicide Squad movie and splice that in there. But uh, So one of the rumors that's big coming up, and it's been a talk all weekend, is uh, gimmick stuff returning to Monday Night Raw. Because we did talk about how they can't sell all their tickets. Apparently, SummerSlam is either sold out or close to being sold out. So that's a good thing. But they can't sell the tickets, so their new thing is now to bring back gimmick Raws. One of them is the the spin the wheel, the Las Vegas, whatever. I like that, but can we naturally do it? Like, put everybody on the spot and naturally do it? I did find out that that voting thing for Cyber, what is that Raw, where you, you vote who wrestles who on Raw? Yeah, like yeah. It was Cyber Monday. That's Cyber Sunday. Cyber Sunday. Anyway, whatever it was, we got to pick it, right? Yeah. That was real. Yeah. Cool. So that uh, was always real. Whatever the votes were, no matter what they thought was going to happen in the back, whatever we voted was actually going to happen. 
So why can't we do that with the wheel? You know, I'm I'm all for that. I uh, I mean, give the fans every once in a while something they want. I mean, take off the stupid lingerie matches because if that lands on the guys' match, I don't think that's gonna fly. Why take not? Take off the stupid like little oh why yeah. not? <laughs> Well, it is 2021. Maybe Sonny Kiss will come running out there and referee it somehow, do a run-in from the other show. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's going on. Um, what else do they have for gimmick matches? I always like the hosting of Ross, where you have the random from Raw. Some of them were shit, but, like, Bob Barker was a good one. Yeah. Uh, Pee Wee, Herman. Yeah, Pee Wee coming on. Freddie White was a good one. The jackass guy? I think, what was it? Knox? If or was it? Evo and Chris Pontius came on there. forgot who else, but they fucked up Chris Pontius when they were doing yeah. that. Yeah. Umaga. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess things just kind of got out of control. Oh, it's because Steve-O didn't stay down. Yeah. <laughs> so they're trying to do that whole thing, and yeah, man. I don't know if it's like the wrong guy to be jumping in the ring with right off the bat would have been Umaga. Fuck that. Yeah, and you don't like it. Don't, don't, I'm okay these gimmick things returning because uh, otherwise they keep replaying the same matches every Raw. Every time I turn on, same old shit. Yeah. So I write same old shit. It's I like sped through it, trying not to fall asleep, and it was just a bunch of crap. So we're what? Well, how far away are we? We're like a week away from having the live crowds return. So that'll be uh, hopefully better. Hopefully we'll let them all know what it sucks. Are you going to go to a show if there's a live show at the, what is it, Moda, Moda Center, Rose Garden, something? It's not the Moda Center anymore, is it? It's something new. They change it again? Uh, it's the Moda Center. It was the, Rose, it was the Rose Garden, then they changed it to the Moda Center. It was the Motor Center, but I feel like they changed it again, like in the last year or two, but maybe not. No okay. But they changed it from the Rose Gardens and the Motor Center because there's also the real Rose Gardens and people be fucking circling, going different places and shit. Which is cool. cool. Going back to shows, me personally, I don't know. I, I'm a, as I'm gotten older, uh, you know me. We we met at the bar. I was bartending, you came in, and you know me, I, I like the crowd at the time, wall-to-wall people. As I've gotten older, I don't really enjoy the crowd. Like, I go to the grocery store, I was there with my wife the other week, and we're in the store, and I just kind of was, didn't want to be around people, I didn't want to be close to people. I don't know if it's, and it was before the pandemic. I like being inside now with all the, the things and wonders we have of video gaming and Netflix, and I can talk to you, you're in another state, you can talk to me face-to-face. I've become kind of a hermit and like to stay indoors. And so yeah. Yeah. now with the the virus running around, I don't know. It's I, I don't like to say I like to use others as guinea pigs, but I like to sit back and watch what fucking happens. So I guess what I'm trying to say is you can all go to the shows. If you stay healthy, then I'll be right behind you. If you all get sick, I'm still staying home. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, staying home is is. Pretty all right, man. Like, I it's, mean, uh, yeah, I, it's the crowd. I gotta I go to IKEA today. You gotta go where? To IKEA. 
Oh, no. Yeah, dude. That's, but uh, my girlfriend, she told me exactly where everything is uh, so I can get through it. She has it planned out for me. She, she's great. I'm going to give her all the props for that. She was great. Like, she can get me in and out of there. And uh, one good thing is, I don't know if you, you go to, I don't know. Like, we bought Ikea shit at our last place, and this one, we need to buy some stools because uh, for the counter, we need a couple of stools because we don't have a kitchen table because we don't, we don't do that anymore. Uh, and we're, we're, I can tell you all about this. We're making a room downstairs. We got, like, the two-inch foam. Uh, oh, like the resting mat. Yeah, like the wrestling mat things. We we ended up getting those last night. I got them on Prime. Nice. And I just downstairs, man, uh, where like the kitchen table would be. Yeah, have have that and those pregnancy pillows. And uh, shout out again to pregnancy pillows. I'm gonna give you. That's the last free one I'm giving you. Pregnancy pillow people. Next one. Next one. I'm, I'm gonna be asking for some money here. So. Uh, but, what? I said there were some pregnancy pillows, some more, so you can just have a whole shitload over your house, wherever you walk to, you can just lay down on a pregnancy pillow. Which is something I'm also thinking about doing. I'm thinking about having some upstairs and downstairs, because we've given up on the traditional, like, this room right here is like the office, and we'll keep this one normal. And everything else is just going to be what the fuck ever, man. Like, I guess we're, I think we're going to put a Murphy bed in here that kind of goes, like, up into the wall. Uh, and then okay. Just, yeah. And I want to Yeah. And then just take it down when we have guests, which is very, very hardly ever. Yeah. Uh, I, it's it's usually just us two. I mean, um, we did. We met a couple of our neighbors though yesterday, the early day before. We were out walking shithead, um, my cat, and uh, they they we met them. And they had it was these two people. They, I think they were from Venezuela, and their their money. You know, they left because their money they're shit right now, and they had a daughter and. She she had a uh, pretty full diaper, so every time <laughs> I kept like wondering what it is, I'm like, is there like some some like dog shit or something? And then I found out I I saw the daughter was wearing a diaper, and I was like, oh, okay, the daughter shit her pants. So like, uh, oh, but dude, that's like, but most people, the neighbors that we meet, don't remember us. They'll remember shithead the cat. They'll ask us about the cat. They will never ask us anything about us, which is great too. Um, it's pretty much just keeping to ourselves. Unless we did that at our last two places, we were out like it's it's nice. Like the the pandemic, dude. The pandemic has been fucking good to me, and I I love every bit of the of what happened. I'll, I'll take I'll take the bad shit that's happened, but man, the pandemic's been good for me. So thank you. Yeah, it's, it's been a wild one, man. I mean, lots of changes, like we're talking about, not just wrestling, but just the 
to our lives and what we've done, I mean, I think in between this is that kind of the podcast kind of evolved is through this uh, pandemic. You know, we're finding things to do. We kept talking about it over the last year, and then we're just like, fuck it, let's do it, and this is where we've gotten to. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, I probably wouldn't have gotten involved in a couple of new things to make it evolve. But I guess in one way it's opened up new paths for me, and in another way it's kind of put up some walls, especially like we're saying being around people. And, yeah, um, I'm going to give it a good year. At least a good year to go back to live shows. If they're local shows, I'm I'm down to go to a local show. Um, but as far as having a couple thousand, few thousand people in a, in a place, I'm going to take my chances at home at this point and watch from afar. And I do appreciate all the brave souls out there going and treaching into uh, the, the waters and the, the sweaty fans and whatever uh, smell you got going on there. Yeah, especially the SummerSlam show. Like, yeah. Now, hold on. Where is the SummerSlam show? Let's check this out. It's the winter when everyone's wearing coats and shit uh, and uh, super sweaty. SummerSlam is going to be, I don't even know, Las Vegas, Paradise, Nevada. So uh, that's like... One of the towns right now. The stadium. It's open. Dude, you're gonna fucking. And you know how much, dude? Okay, here's my thing. Watch how long people are on the fucking mat there. Uh, And let they're switching the mat every match. That mat is gonna be hot as fuck. And I've done some outside shows in the sun and. You get on the mat, you're going to be fucking doing anything. You're going to shoot me trying to fucking fight your way back out of that stuff to get up uh, back on your feet. That shit sucks, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What about the, uh, those Luger and Steamboat fans? Where are you? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I got a thing for next show on that. We're going to open up a segment. I uh, may have somebody that we can bring in. They're uh, they're a Steamboat fan, not a Luger fan, though. Okay, that's still Luger talk. I don't know if we're ever gonna get to a Luger fan because if we can't find a Steamboat fan right off the bat, finding a Luger fan is gonna be like finding a mythical creature at this point. And, and I don't get it. Why do these uh, Steamboat fans are not showing up? There's it, it's the the best match ever: WrestleMania three, Macho Man versus. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, best match ever, but who's perfect? Ricky the Dragon Steamboat fan. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't see it. I, I, we'll get a we'll get a Steamboat fan on here, and they can sit there and tell us his, uh, his their favorite match or his top three, and then we can sit there and dissect them and then bring them back on the show. That's kind of what I want to do: is have them come on, present to us what they think is the best stuff, and then we'll go do the homework. Then we'll come back and uh, tell them that this was still shit. Or maybe there was a spot in it that I appreciate. I don't know, but I mean, one spot, a jobber can show me one spot. So, Eric yeah. Horowitz can maybe show me a better match. Yeah, but no, um, I know we've uh, kind of not paid too much attention over the last couple of weeks, but we've all been slam busy. I mean, just hugely busy in life and 
I figure we could put it on the back burner until next show and then bring somebody on finally. But yeah, I want somebody, I want a, three matches and three promos. Oh, good idea. So we can check them out and then we'll come back to it and say, uh, yeah, just didn't you see it? Or we finally saw the steamboat light. Yeah, which could yeah. happen. I'm not going to rule I've already done some stuff, man. I've already sat there and I just, it's the same scenario. And he's, he's always in this position of selling. Like what stands out is his kneeling down when he's in a wrist lock like this and he's on his knees and he's selling and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's like Ric Flair being thrown off the top rope all the time. And doing that horrible fucking scary bump. Yeah, but. It's cool because it's a big bump. His is just, he's on his knees selling for five minutes, looking like he's taking a hot, fiery shit. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like... The ups and downs of where he should be screaming and then not screaming is reverse all the time. I agree. And where are you going to wow me? Where are you going to wow me, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? Come on, he, he, was only, he was only brought into wrestling. He was only made a star because Bruce Lee was a star. Karate, kung fu, whatever was at the height at the time. That's yeah. why he yeah. Because, I mean, where did Steamboat start? What year did he start in? I mean, what? Early 70s? Uh, Bruce Lee? No, just Ricky himself. No, I don't know when Ricky Steamboat started. I mean, let's say... Earliest 1987, but he was a long way before that, I bet. Let's see. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm going to have to do some study on this on Wikipedia's ass. Uh, because, because, 1976. Okay, 1976, Bruce Lee was fucking huge. And it's like, okay, here's another guy that looks like uh, he's not fucking. He's not Chinese, is he? he I, I don't know what, what he is. I thought uh, Ricky, oh, Bruce Lee or Ricky? Bruce Lee. No, not Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was, is Chinese, but uh, Ricky Steamboat, I don't believe uh, it. Hawaiian? I think it was like Hawaiian or some sort of islander like that, sort of like Yokozuna kind of a thing, but that was Japan. But, Let me see. So 1976, man, like... Uh, Bruce Lee was fucking huge. I mean, that was... He is. Where is he from here? Sorry, folks. Just looking at residence. No, no, no. I don't think... Built from Honolulu, Hawaii. Built from North Charlotte, Carolina. That's where he's built from. So, I'm guessing... Uh, he was born New York, West Point, New York. Okay, three twenty-eight. He's probably Hawaiian, though. Yeah, I'm guessing he's Hawaiian, or some sort of. Something. I don't think he's Chinese, but you know, back in the seventies and eighties, it doesn't matter if you got fucking eyes that look like you might be Bruce Lee. Then. His dad, Vic Steamboat, was uh, born in Honolulu, Hawaii. Wait, so his dad's name was Blood and his son's name oh, Vic yeah. Blood? Or was this... 
Yeah, I think Wikipedia's got this shit all fucked up on here. And now, so, supposed to be a, a reliable... Never mind, Wikipedia on one side had it wrong. So Vic Blood was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. He was born in New York. So, yeah, probably they moved around after wrestling got started, whatever. So... Yeah, so I'm yeah, going to do some follow-ups, like, that's the thing, but we don't even know where he's from. That's how bad I don't like him. So maybe there was something, maybe he wrestled in the WWWF back then. Uh, if he was in the Northeast Territory, if he, I don't know if he grew up in New York or if he was just born there, but um, where did he get trained? I, I thought... Who's Ricky? Yeah. Because I thought first he was even like Vern Gagne and the Iron Sheik trained him. Yep, that yep. Vern Gagne. He's a fucking AWA guy. So maybe there's some. That's yeah. I mean, you got quite a colorful crowd of characters there. Um, you know, he had a Japanese mother and an English father. Okay, so that makes sense. Why he looks yeah. So he worked up in the fucking Midwest and shit, and then went out to New York at some point. AWA and, 1976 Championship Wrestling from Florida from 76 to 77. Uh-oh. Probably 75. Then we got WWF from 85 to 88. Birth of the Dragon in 85-86. And then we got 86-88 for Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. Oh, so, some championship so, there. Where'd he go out? 1989. Jesus. 1989, where'd he go? 88? Yeah, he's in WCW. He's in 88, WWF, 89, WCW, and then North America in 90, New Japan Pro Wrestling in 90, Return to WF in 91, Return to WCW 91-94, First Retirement 1994-2005. So then he, like, Fucking had what like a year maybe of um after he had that great match at WrestleMania like, then they fucking dumped him. Yeah, why would you dump a huge superstar, right? The guy, so great. the guy had best match ever. You fucking dump him the next year. Why would you do that unless WCW wanted him that badly because his match was that fucking good? Yeah. Give me a yeah. on here and they can throw out their shit and we'll sit there and go, huh, huh, uh-huh. And they'll somehow try to burn us. We'll see what happens. But um, I got to fly. I got to cool. get running in here. I got to, I don't even want to know what's next to me. Piles and piles and piles of orders to get through. Um. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll uh, start right off into the Steamboat. And we'll, I'll uh, throw some facts out and kind of like what you're talking about. He had such a great match, and then he was gone a year later. We'll throw those ones out there. We'll, uh, I'm going to try to have some uh, Steamboat fans tune in with us so they can tell us the three best matches, three best promos. And 
this, what so significant makes this guy stand out besides the blowing fucking fire? And his chop and his overselling. He didn't do until later. He didn't breathe fire until the fucking 90s. Yeah. What did he do in the 70s and 80s? Fuck if I know. Just the (laughs) fucking boring ass dude. Like, if you're Bruce Lee, man, you should be a fucking badass. Like, you can't replicate Bruce Lee. Well, I just I just look at the the fun facts of the Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee and the WCW relations. Ooh, okay. think about that one. Sting, Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee, Steamboat, the Crow gimmick. So someone had a I think it was a setup, dude. I think Steamboat and uh, Sting somehow got these guys taken out and just, just killed and everything. And uh, they they killed Steamboat, stole Bruce Lee's gimmick, and uh, Sting stole Brandon Lee's gimmick from the pro. You know what? It's not too perfect. <laughs> it, it's not these days. Yeah. I, we I, live I, in Epstein world, dude. We live in Epstein world, so anything's possible. Yeah. And I, yeah. the, the scary thing is that this all came into my head as I was sitting there. I was like, well, wait a minute now. His son was Brandon Lee. I'm like, the crow gave me, oh, Sting, Steamboat. We could have started up a murder mystery. We could have yeah. started a whole yeah. thing. But, um, well, you got to run. Um, yeah, now that's got me thinking. Yeah. Kind of like what yeah. it was all about. So. Yeah, kind of let that one simmer in for a bit. That's a whole new one. Kind of like sitting there thinking, what would have happened if Benoit didn't die and Vince would have kept his death going? That's also another one. Uh, There's all kinds of what-ifs in this world. But uh, with that, I'm going to jump on out and uh, wrap up another fantastic show. Hopefully Rob will be back with us next week. Hopefully we can start making this now just a regular time slot and... Want to do a live show coming up. I think maybe uh, a live show we could do is either a live watch-along pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. Or a live show giveaway. Okay. What you got to okay. do is watch out for little details in our shows. And if you watch out those details and answer the questions later, we'll do out giveaways. So that means you got to watch our whole entire fucking show. Just to get right. some right. Yeah, no one yeah. we're going to... And uh, the next show, I'll plug it for free because my buddy right here sent me a pregnancy pillow that should be here in the next couple days, so I'll be trying mine out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Being in the running late, <laughs> really late, and <laughs> making it onto the show. But um, as always, treat each other with kindness, take care of each other, do something good this week. Um, if it's going to be hot, Get up and go get somebody a fucking beverage because they might not want to get up and they're sticky. And you don't want to smell their sweaty asses running by you. But, um, yeah, for all the people that are on the Northwest this weekend, please, please stay cool. It's going to be a nasty fucking son of a bitch hell out here. It's going to be bad. I think we're, like I said, going to be the hottest in the nation this week. So break out the tangerine speedos and the popsicles and uh, grab that wrench and pull off the fire hydrant thing if that's how we all still do it. I don't know. 
what we do. I don't even know if that water's fucking safe. We're not allowed to use water here, for the most part, by the way. What, not why? Uh, chlorine shortage and drought. We've got some chlorine going on that we don't have enough for our water. That's in Lake Oswego, by the way, with the people that have money there. Uh, for Lake Oswego? Like, yeah. Uh, no. For all those who don't, it's, that's a snobby upper class town here on my side of town here in uh, good old Portland, Oregon. So. They have a man made lake. Yes, they do. They do. So. I think that's, I that's, it at one time. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. I would, uh,. My buddy Tim was living there, right there in those apartments that uh, connect right on McVeigh and whatever, Highway 43, State Street right there. And it was a, when that shit was uh, drained. Man, it's, you, you like the smell of dead fish. Yeah, fuck that. And head on to there. So, but yeah, yeah. If you see anyone that looks hot and you can fucking cool them off somehow, do that. And don't Whatever. leave your fucking kids and animals in the fucking car, people. I mean, I don't know how many times y'all got to be fucking told this, but every time this happens, you always hear someone left their fucking kids or animal in the car. At this point, anybody who does that, that's fucking murder. You know better. Don't be doing that. Take care of your kids and your fucking animals and don't leave them in the fucking car. That's horrible. Yeah. So, yeah. what I suggest is, uh, Watch all your wrestling through your windows and sit outside and eat some popsicles and blast that shit. Blast the podcast. Blast our podcast. Stay cool. Uh, and, yeah, let's hope we survive the shitty weather as some other people in some other states enjoy their cool weather. Yeah, those people. But, anyway, I'm out of here. I am G. I'm Rusty. And we will see you all next week. Take care, all. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days guaranteed with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed. And right now you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 